When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's dive into, you know, how Motif has come to be and, and the formulations. I struggled with my skin. I developed rosacea, more pigmentation, dryness, edema, dehydration. I spent more and more money buying more and more expensive products. And I wasn't, you know, seeing the results. And eventually we realized that there were a lot of ingredients that were being used that were used based on the echo chambers that were created online that didn't actually have a lot of scientific backing. Another part of what fueled my Eureka moment was meeting Dr. Indy Chabra, who's our dermatologist. And he became a bit of an ally in that search process and that quest for answers. And that's how we created our formulations is with ingredients that had rigorous scientific evidence supporting them. There is no hood like parenthood. Hi, I'm Kanika Chadagupta. I'm a former CNN journalist, mom of three, including twins, and host of That's Total Mom Sense, the podcast. Now, if I had a dollar every time I heard, gee, you have your hands full. On my show, I interview change makers on their life lessons, legacy, and superpower of intuition, which I call our mom sense and dad sense. I've had the privilege of working with Mom 2.0, March of Dimes, and the White House, and have had some pretty amazing parents on my show. Hey, what's up? I'm Kelly Rowland. Hi, this is Chelsea Clinton. It's me, Bobby Brown. Can't wait to share my story. That's Total Mom Sense is a production of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and on YouTube so you never miss an episode. To join my tribe, visit thatstotalmomsense.com and follow me on Instagram at Kanika Chadda Gupta. Now let's dive in to today's episode. What if there were a skincare line that provided a sensorial experience made with dermatologist-approved, scientifically proven ingredients to get you the results you need? Enter Motif Skincare. After years of trial and error to find efficacious skincare that didn't trigger her rosacea, Devanchi Gargsarin went on a mission to disrupt the industry with real science. Devanchi is a skincare enthusiast, a 3X founder, and a mother. Hailing from New York City by way of Iran, India, the UK, New Zealand, and Germany, almost always an outsider, she learned early on to look at people through the lens of a shared human experience. After 10 years working in technology services, Devanchi worked as an innovation consultant in 2020 for Big Beauty, leading her to reflect on pain points with her own skincare journey and a desire to demand more from the modern brands we use. This eventually led her to launch Motif, a forward-thinking beauty brand that merges real science with customer-centric design, grounded in the desire to connect people through daily progress and growth. Devanchi, it is a joy to have you on that Stolo Mom Sense today. Thank you, Kanika. It's an absolute pleasure. I've been a listener for a while, and um, it's exci- exciting to be here with you. 
Yes. And I mean, I have to say we are friends and we became fast friends. So thanks to Katya Libin for putting us in touch. And I feel like our first encounter at La Durée in the city is a core memory and just spending time with you, whether it's at your home or at the Valley function or our brunches that we've started, we have so many more memories to come. Totally agree. And just the parallels of our lives and the instant connect. Yes. Okay. So let's start with being an outlier. You have actually embraced this role in your life. You've lived in, you know, six different countries and moved around a ton. Let's start there. What was your childhood like? I I joke about this with my husband. He grew up, spent 30 years in one house. I've probably moved, I've lived in more than 60 homes. I don't think I've even counted, but we moved a lot. A lot of people ask me if my parents were in foreign services and it was nothing exciting like that. Uh, I think they were often confused and they were looking for happiness outside of themselves. And <laughs> with every move, they thought they would be closer to it. And we we moved a lot. And as a result of that, I was always the new girl in school in different countries with different underlying assumptions and beliefs, always reading the room and always excited by the potential in a room, in, in a space full of opportunity that I haven't explored yet. Yeah, that's wonderful. And I think that it gives you a real understanding of who you are and how you want to be perceived and how you portray yourself in the world. For sure. I do think those experiences helped deepen my relationship with myself, but also sometimes when you're in such different spaces, you understand the differences, but you also understand the similarities, the mm -hmm. core human experience. You think about someone in Germany and like lifestyle in Germany and there are parallels that can be drawn to life in Iran. You So when you're part and living in that culture, not when you're traveling as a tourist, but when you're, when you live there, when you have neighbors who are, belong from that culture, when you go to school, you realize that we are a lot more the same than we are different. Tell us a little bit about your eat, pray, love year, because <laughs> I, I love that I know this firsthand, but I think it would be amazing for everyone to have that. Yeah, so I, I was working in New York very much as part of a New York lifestyle. You know, worked really, really hard for about a decade uh, through my 20s. And I helped grow a technology firm to the point where it got acquired by private equity last year. I was part of the founding team. And it was a lot. And, you know, and also living the New York lifestyle and everything that was expected of me, you know, working out super early, then going to work and then going to parties, not sleeping enough, not looking after myself emotionally or physically or spiritually. And I got to this moment in my early 30s where I knew I needed a big reset. Just feeling uninspired, I was trying to figure out what was next for me. And so that was my eat, pray, love year. Um, Definitely a lot of eating and praying, maybe not as much love, but I set out with a few goals because I wanted that time 
to be meaningful and productive. And so I knew I wanted to catch up on reading. I grew up being an avid reader and I lost that along the way. And so I set a goal and I actually read about 50 books um, during that year. I also felt very disconnected from friends and family around the world because again, growing up around the world, a lot of my friends and family were in different corners of the world and I wanted to set an intention to reconnect with many of them. And so I traveled the world meeting meeting them and reconnecting with them, which just really fueled my soul. And lastly, it was always my dream to brush up on my high school French. I moved to Paris, um, you know, as cliche as that is. And I signed up for French school and I did that all day, every day for, for two months. Oh, wow. C'est magnifique. Oh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. Now let's uh, talk about motherhood. You know, I've always been very, very ambitious. Uh, my mom was a stay-at-home mom. And so I wanted to go in the absolute other direction. Mm. I didn't dream of a marriage. I didn't dream of kids. It just wasn't something I aspired towards. And little did I know what a large part of my world and my identity they would become. I nursed a child for more than a year. I did read the parenting books. I did baby like weaning. I listened to the podcast. It just, it, you know, it, it brought me back to wanting to do things the way my mom did. And I was surprised at myself as a mother, you know, with that delta between the mother I thought I would be and the mother I ended up becoming. I, I really did kind of, I really thought I would be the mom who'd be like, yep, kids are in daycare, like right back to work. And yeah. And, and it, you know, I just wanted to have a bigger influence in their lives than I thought I would. Yeah. I, I, I love that you, you think about that. And I mean, that's something that we relate on too. I mean, I never anticipated that my career in journalism would now take this pivot and really zero in on what it means to be a parent and have a legacy and leave an imprint in our society and help our kids do the same no idea. It just gives us so much more meaning to what we're doing because we are modeling that for the younger generation and for our own children. You know, and that's the key to it. Meaning is where I found the answer to my cognitive dissonance because it wasn't that I was no longer ambitious. It was just that any time away from them had to have more meaning and had to spark more joy in me than being with them does. Right. And that's a, uh, that's a tall order. So, <laughs> yes. you know, at that point I was like, okay, I'm here as an innovation consultant telling Fortune 100s how to innovate, which is half of these recommendations they're never going to follow. This is the, all my hard work is going to end up in this beautiful deck shelved away this is my time away from them and I want it to count and I want it to be meaningful. And really that's when the whispers uh, of motif really started. When was that eureka moment for you and how did it unfold? Motherhood is really practice at listening to your intuition. Everyone keeps telling you, you know, in your teens and your twenties, just, you know, listen to your gut, listen to your gut. What does your gut tell you? <laughs> And we've spent so long hushing our intuition, 
you know, we've kind of like lost its phone number. Um, and, and so we go through much of life knowing we should listen to our intuition, but not really knowing what that sounds like or how to call upon it and how to trust it. And I think it's a muscle like any other, where the more you feel it, the more it speaks to you and the more you build it as a channel that fuels your actions and your behavior. For me, it was a connect back to the primal me where you're practicing listening to your intuition. I don't know, 50 times a day. Is the baby hungry? Is the baby not? Is something's wrong, even though everything seems fine, but something's wrong or everything's fine, even though, you know, baby's sick, but everything's fine. So just constantly, right. Is the baby hungry? So for me, that practice of being, you know, intuitive as a mother helped me become intuitive to the signs around me in the world in my purchasing behavior, in what I was noticing on social media, in what I read when I read reviews of products. And so the same information that I was always surrounded with suddenly became a source of inspiration. Let's dive into, you know, how Motif has come to be and and the formulations um, and the fact that you were like, I need this to be credible and results-driven And so you made sure that you worked with a dermatologist to create it. I struggled with my skin uh, and that struggle only got worse during uh, my time when I was pregnant and postpartum. And so my own skincare struggles, I developed sensitive skin because I was overusing a lot of products that I thought were good for my skin, but actually weren't. Mm -hmm. Uh, I developed rosacea and then, you know, typical pregnancy skin issues around more pigmentation. And then right after uh, delivering, you know, your postpartum symptoms around dryness, edema, dehydration, basically not feeling comfortable with my skin. And I realized that I had been buying a lot of product. I spent more and more money buying more and more expensive products would buy clean products. I would buy natural. I started buying organic. And at this point, I was spending thousands of dollars a year on skincare. And I wasn't, you know, seeing the results. And it also started making me feel kind of crazy or that it was me or that it was my skin, which also made me feel like the industry just wasn't hearing me. Mm. I started asking why, like, why is the skincare not working? What's wrong? Where is this claim coming from? Why am I not feeling this claim? I would speak to my friends and I would, I started seeing that they were in the same boat. So I started asking around and I, I took this data of, okay, well, it should increase 98% people felt like their skin was brighter. And I traced it, like, where are these clinicals coming from? Where is this data about these ingredients coming from? And, you know, another part of what fueled my Eureka moment, what, you know, what you mentioned before was meeting Dr. Indy Chabra, who's our dermatologist. And he became a bit of an ally in that, in that search process and that quest for answers. And eventually we realized that there were a lot of ingredients that were being used that were used based on the echo chambers that were created online that didn't actually have a lot of scientific backing. And by science here, I mean 
um, peer-reviewed, independent, unbiased research that is rigorous enough to be, you know, published in scientific journals. Right. And so that's where we started. And that's how we created our formulations is with ingredients that had rigorous scientific um, evidence supporting that. Okay. Oftentimes when we see on the shelves a dermatologist recommended product, it's something like CeraVe, but there is an antithetical option out there that Motif is providing. Can you go into what sets your line apart? What I realized when I had rosacea and I was put on a, a skincare diet of, you know, CeraVe, Cetaphil, LTMD, all the exciting drugstore brands that, that won't do any harm to your skin, which is what was prescribed to me because I had really given myself sensitive skin. I had given myself rosacea. But when I used these products for a while, I was fine because they didn't do anything to my skin. And I was, you know, I had a little bit of PTSD from, from all the skin trauma but after a while, I would stare at these products in my bathroom and I would feel so uninspired. I would feel like a patient. And I felt like I was missing out in a space in my life to be part of a brand and be part of a movement, right? Which, which you see a lot of Sephora brands represent or a lot of brands out there, you know, that are, that are consumer skincare brands represent. And to me, that was an opportunity for disruption, products that when I developed sensitive skin, I had to go to the dermatologist and he looked at all the products I was using and he literally told me to put shelve them all and stop using them all. But what if I could create a product that the dermatologist would look at? He would recognize products that he prescribes in his derm office and he'd be like, yep, yeah, keep using this one, like throw away everything else, but keep using this one. Yeah. So really a product that a derma, that would make a dermatologist happy, but would also make a consumer happy. Now that's super important because if you have skincare that you're not inspired to use, you're not going to see results, right? Because you're right. getting it once in a while, it's going to feel like medicine. It's going to feel like a chore. And so really there has to be intrinsic motivation to use this product. So step one is to build a great product, right? And what is a great product? A great product is the presence of ingredients that are going to help move your skin forward in terms of results, but also the absence of ingredients that, that are going to hold it back. So the absence of irritants, the absence of like toxic ingredients. People think fragrance is the bad guy, but sometimes even synthetic fragrance can be more gentle on your skin than some natural essential oils. Mm -hmm. And so the absence of some of those ingredients is very important in the product. So, and then the next thing is actually using that product, right? Using it day in, day out. And that consistency is, of using good products is what's going to lead to results. Mm -hmm. And I felt like with the packaging of, you know, these products that make you feel like a patient, you're missing half the puzzle. And also a lot of, you know, a lot of those brands are not um, necessarily clean, you know, as, as someone who struggled with sensitive skin, but is also aging, you want products that pack a punch. You don't yep. want them to irritate you, but you want them to pack a punch and you want them to work and you want them to be, you know, progressing your skin forward. And so you want that active um, formulation, but you just don't want to suffer for it. Can you tell us about three ingredients that, you know, I've found uh, work and they're almost like buzzworthy and something that we're seeing crop up a lot, niacinamide, 
squalene, and phytoceramide. So in terms of efficacy, all the actives that we've used have scientific evidence supporting that they work for certain goals, each for different benefits. Nicinamide is a little bit of uh, like a Swiss army knife. It's great for you know, hydration, for reducing redness, for improving brightness. And that's well known and appreciated both by, you know, you're seeing it a lot in consumer skincare, but also, you know, dermatologists in the scientific community. So that's, that's one ingredient we all agree on. Um, some of my favorites are, you know, licorice root. So that's another one that you will see in skincare. It's a very expensive ingredient. It's the root of the licorice, which helps with skin brightness um, and also found to do so by, the scientific community and consumer skincare. And then also you have to make sure that when brands are using that ingredient, they're using the right quantity of it. Um, because of course, if you put lower than that quantity, it's not going to work. And at this, in the same vein, if you put more than the dose that's required to work, it's not necessarily better. And so, you know, I would warn people against like 20% niacinamide, like you don't need 20% niacinamide. If anything, it might be irritating to your skin to have 20% niacinamide. And so really that efficacious dose, if you think of skincare as medicine for skin health, you want to be within that that range that has been tested um, and shown to work by scientific evidence. Mm. We do have phytoceramides. So ceramides are shown to work by um, phytoceramides, which basically means ceramides that are derived from plants have been shown to be more bioavailable. Um, but we also have a special orchid, a white orchid from France that is very potent in, in brightening um, the skin. There are like 300 varieties of orchids and we hunted down two varieties and one we couldn't use because it was patented by LVMH and, and we used the other one. So, wow. And there's so many others. So I could keep going and you'd have to stop me. <laughs> And then squalene was the last one. Yeah. So squalene is, you know, very efficacious in um, hydrating the skin. I, I would say there are other ingredients that are even more potent, um, but, you know, you have your squalene. We have moringa oil in our serum. We have, um, you know, shea butter in our, in our cleanser uh, and hyaluronic acid. That's why it helps sometimes to approach a problem with a few different approaches to make sure that you achieve the claim and the consumer achieves the results. Sometimes we overlook the importance of a good face wash and your hero product is so much more than that. Um, I love that it's called abundance because I think we all should operate from that mindset that we have so much, there is no lack, but can you explain how you up-leveled the face wash. So when I looked at the category and I said, okay, step one is cleansing. Okay. What, what's happening here? And what I realized is either we were using products that were drying out our skin, ingredients full of fragrance, essential oils that made us feel fresh, that were irritating our skin. We were using foaming face washes. And then I also thought none of these cleansers are positioned as making our skin better. It's just a removal step. And so it's a missed opportunity. And then on the other hand, I looked at the other rinse off category, which is masks that people love. So people think they work 
no one thinks a face wash will work. But when you think about masks, people are spending, I don't know, $10, $15, $20, $30 for a mask. And the truth is, from a consumer behavior standpoint, creating time, creating 20 minutes to use a face mask, you will end up doing that once a month, especially as you get older, especially as you become a mom and you get really busy. But a face wash, like at the bare minimum, the laziest skincare consumer is probably washing their face. Mm -hmm. And so it was really that kind of insight and consumer behavior. And again, I, I think I had that as an outsider that said, okay, this is where I have to start. I have to start at like step one, which is cleansing your face and making sure that people are doing that right. And if I achieve that, then they will start to see results in the other steps too. I named our product Abundance because unlike other cleansers that are, you know, have maybe two or three actives at best, our product has about 15. And so it's going to be that face wash that, you know, packs a punch and makes an impact and gives you visible um, improvement in your skin. Yes. And I love that it's nostalgic for me. It's reminiscent of a Multani Mitti, you know, a very age-old, tried-and-tested Indian face mask, um, and it even has that same color. So it's, you know, a beautiful grayish-brownish color, which is just original to what you think a mud mask should be. And the fact that I get to give myself that self-care, there's times where I'm rushing to get the makeup off and, you know, get it off in seconds, and then there's others where I have some time to chill, and so I leave it on for five minutes. And you know, the fact that we can all do that. And now you're giving us 15 minutes, 20 minutes of self-care time in a week by masking is amazing. Thank you. Yeah. I, I wanted to think about, okay, as a busy mom, how can I factor this into my life easily so I can still get results. And so we designed it in a format that it's a cleanser that also doubles as a mini mask. So, you know, it's great. You can leave it on for five minutes. I'll even leave it on for a minute while I brush my teeth. And, you know, it's, it's the small things that add up. I mean, if you wash your face twice a day and you leave it on for two minutes, that's 14 minutes of a mask benefit by the end of the week. Yes, exactly. And now let's shift gears to power. It's your brightening bicell serum. I love this. I I appreciate that it's something that we can use right before we put on our SPF in the morning and also at night after I'm done with my cleansing. I felt that serums were another opportunity to make a huge impact when you think about skin and you think about healthy skin. The one thing you think about is glowing skin, like skin that radiates. Uh, and I wanted to create a tool for people to achieve that. And, you know, so we formulated with a number of different antioxidants um, that create kind of like a vitamin C serum in terms of the brightening effects. So we have an oxyresveratrol for monkey fruit, which is an ingredient that's also in our cleanser. There's the licorice root there's the orchid. And then there's an Eclonia cava, which is a seaweed that is also extremely potent in its brightening benefits. But these ingredients aren't photosensitive the way traditional vitamin C is. And so it is a serum where you don't need to have like three serums, like one serum that hydrates, one serum that, you know, is your bakuchiol, and then one serum that's evening vitamin C. And then, you know, it's, it's really one serum that's like one and done with where the core benefit is skin brightening. And then we also have the Bakuchiol, which is a retinol alternative, 
I also wanted a product that I could use, that consumers could use through pregnancy and postpartum. I find I find it really hard to switch in and out. And also just being pregnancy, being this time when you're so conscious about what goes in your body and on your body, it kind of changes you forever. You just become this hyper-conscious consumer forever. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, I didn't want to use ingredients that are contraindicated for use during pregnancy. I wanted it to be easy. I didn't want, you know, women to have to figure this out. And um, I also wanted to be lightweight um, and easy to apply, easy to layer over, you know, your moisturizer, your foundation and your sunscreen and and so on. Can you break down the TikTok trend, skin cycling? And so skin cycling is really about having like on days and off days, right? And having, you know, especially when you're doing intense procedures or using ingredients such as retinol or, you know, chemical peels, which is a form of chemical exfoliants. It's just about giving your body some rest in between to give your skin time to recuperate instead of doing more and more and more. So one of our ethos as a brand is that we actually need to do less with our skin than doing more. In dermatology, there's an efficacy to irritability ratio. And so when an ingredient or a product or a formulation is super efficacious, it often comes with a degree of irritation, such as retinol. Retinol is a great example of that, right? Yes, it's been found to be very scientifically efficacious. However, if you aren't balancing its irritation by, you know, being careful with use under the eyes, making sure that your skin isn't damp because that that makes it penetrate deeper by, you know, moisturizing a lot, the irritation is going to affect your skin too, which can then lead to a compromised skin barrier, sensitive skin, irritation, inflammation, redness, you could actually cause wrinkles, right? If you're rubbing your eyes. So our goal was, can we maximize that ratio where we're maximizing efficacy, but minimizing irritation to create products that are gentle, but potent. And that's also a core of skin cycling is really making sure that we're not doing too much, but we're always after some efficacy, we pull back and give ourselves some rest days. There's no denying that the skincare industry is a saturated market and so many consumers don't think they just kind of habitually buy the same brands that we have been for generations. You know, there, there's something that we have to um, make a shift on here. So can you share a little bit about that? Like these products come to be and why we should be more discerning. The reason why there's so many brands out there is that there's no barriers to entry. You could spend a lot of time and money like Motif, like we did at Motif to launch our first one product, or you could spend a fraction of that and launch six products because there are contract manufacturers that have libraries of products um, and you tweak them slightly and, you know, you, you suddenly have a six product line, you can, you know, create a brand online and, and a website and, you know, that, and that was what I was seeing a lot of, even in a lot of the big 
beauty conglomerates. There was a lot of innovation that was constantly being recycled and, and launched for different target markets, for different skin concerns. But I do think that there's a process of natural selection where the really good products that resonate with people, that make people feel seen, that solve their problems in a meaningful way are the products that are left standing. And that's also why there's a lot of acquisition in the beauty space, because a lot of these, these brands that are close to the customer, close to the needs of the customer at the grassroots level, they're the ones that really understand the consumer need and they resonate with the customer and then they grow. And that's how a lot of the big beauty brands are innovating by acquisition. And so when we, you know, we didn't, you know, use a library, we created a wish list of ingredients, many of which weren't even commercially available because we were really coming from the world of academia. So we created a wish list of ingredients that we knew to be efficacious. And that now is our motif proprietary library. And, you know, we sourced what we were able to and formulated our products. And that's why our product formulation process has been slower, uh, more intense, but it's also more ownable um, and more efficacious. Now, I wanted to just ask you your mom sense moment. I know you operate from your intuition in all you do. So I'm sure you're going to have many different stories, but if there's one that you can pinpoint that you're like, oh, I'm so glad I went with my gut on that one. I mean, one was like quitting my job, right? So I remember I got this like little sample, the first sample of the abundance cleanser. And I was like, wow, this is like nothing I've ever used before. My skin feels so soft. And, you know, in my mind, it was like, yes, it's a crowded marketplace. Yes. You know, this is going to be a difficult road ahead. But I was like, you know what? I'm going to quit my job. I think I have a product. And wow. And I quit the next day. Um, Amazing. We're so glad you did. <laughs> I mean, it's just, yeah, I can't praise your collection enough. I have seen such a difference in my skin, um, how supple it is, how plump it is. Um, I just, I love using the products every day and I'm with you. I think that if you're, you know, someone who has this eclectic array of skincare products in your vanity, it's actually not the way to go. Uh, you need few items and results driven items. And, you know, that's when you'll see like the fruit. So I, I am with you. I think as women and especially mothers, we love and relate to a founder's story. And what's so unique about you is you put your heart on the table and everyone gets to know you personally um, because you've solved this problem for yourself and then an entire community of people. And on your website, you have a blog where just that opening message that you have to that consumer, who you are yourself, was something that I was so touched by and landed. So if you could share a little bit of that. Sure. You know, I joke about it kind of, I'm going to read it in just a second, but I joke about how if I wasn't doing this in another world, another universe, I'd be a philosopher. (laughs) (laughs) I totally see that. Yeah. Okay. So... Here we go. To my friend, I see you. 
I see you adjusting your eyes to the bright bathroom lights while performing your morning skincare routine. I see you taking work calls while simultaneously feeding your baby. I see you picking out that perfect gift before heading over to your close friend's birthday party. The bold lipstick you swiped on quickly has faded to an intentional looking stain. I'm proud of you and want to ease your back of burdens. No need to sift through viral information trying to decipher right from wrong. From ingredient deep dives to interviews with inspiring women like yourself, I've got your back. Through growing pains that turn into gratification, let's make new discoveries together, taking pleasure in progress. Here's a bit more about me. I am Motif. I am uncomplicated while being impactful, inspired by intelligence, especially yours, joyful when striving for improvement, nuanced to your every need, elevated without being out of touch, a student as much of a teacher. Oh my goodness. I am tearing up. Um, that's so profound. And I think you really, really nailed who your market and your user is because we relate to those words in such a deep and meaningful way. So thank, thank you. you. Devanchi, you truly are a citizen of the world, citoyen du monde. And I love that you embrace all cultures and you want to raise your children to be bilingual. Um, tell us about that, why, why that's so important to you. So, you know, I think in a world right now where we can only see our own perspective, just the simple act of knowing that what I call a car, someone else calls a gardi, I mean, which is car in Hindi, just that act, I think, lends yourself to empathy for others because we are pointing at the same thing, but using the same words. And, you know, I realized that while growing up in college, most of my closest friends were bilingual. Most of the men I dated were bilingual. So I definitely know I have a type. <laughs> <laughs> you, my friend, are bilingual. Yes. And, you know, and, and I realized that it's hard. I, I saw a lot of, um, at least Indian fellow Indian friends who had Indian children growing up in America, growing up in other parts of the world outside of India that would understand and respond to their mother tongue, but not speak it. And, you know, at this point, we also have so much research that suggests that, you know, bilingual brains just work differently. Um, and so I just, I realized the families that speak um, in their language, um, which is, you know, typically the French families and the Spanish families and, you know, the Mexican families. And, you know, and, and I think we as Indians, we, I mean, I speak to my husband in English, but we, um, we brought up bilingual children and my kids. And, and the way we did that is just by speaking in our mother tongue at home and um, realized that outside of the home is where they have their English immersion and within the home is where they have their Hindi immersion, and soon enough, they'll have Spanish or French <laughs> immersion. Yes. So, <laughs> yes, so it was definitely something that's important to me. And another thing it made me realize is that nothing happens on its own. You have yeah. to will and intend things into being. 
is there a quote that inspires you right now? So I'd say one of my favorite quotes is by one of my favorite authors, Eckhart Tolle. And the quote is, your entire life consists of the present moment. Oh, it's uh, brilliant. I mean, I loved the power of now. And I think Mm -hmm. it's so important for us to embrace the present moment. I'm so grateful to be present with you and to share your story. Thank you, Kanika. And now let's um, find out where my listeners can buy Motif. Yeah, so we're we're online on www.motifskincare.com. Um, our Instagram handle is um, at motifmade, and we're giving all that's total mom sense podcast listeners a code. It's mom sense fifteen for fifteen percent off their first order. And yeah, can't wait for you all to try it and achieve amazing skincare results. Me too. I. Highly recommend availing this special offer and you will see, like slide into my DMs, write me an email and um, definitely stay in touch with Devanchi as well. You will notice a profound change and for the better in your skin as I have. I'm so honored to have you on that Total Mom Sense and even more grateful to have you as a friend, Dee. Thank you. Same here. Feeling is completely mutual. Thanks for tuning in to my interview with my dear friend, Devanchi. Devanchi, it was a joy to have you on That Stolen Mom Sense. I am so excited for the audience to try Motif Skincare. You can visit motifskincare.com backslash discount backslash MomSense15 in all caps, or simply enter MomSense15 at checkout. Be sure to send me a DM or you can write to me at thatstotalmomsense at gmail.com. My team and I respond to every message and it's great to hear from you. Remember, always trust your mom sense and dad sense. Stay strong, super parents. I'll see you next time.